Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. 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 What a joy, Steph. Great to connect. So great to be here. Do you want to hit me with something that you're feeling great about? Yeah, let me see if I can... Find a good one here. Okay. This is this is an am I the asshole? Okay. One of my bridesmaids spilled wine on my mother-in-law at my wedding a year ago. <laughs> my mother-in-law still brings it up. Mm-hmm. Now, two things that I think are important. This woman is seriously rich and never wears the same thing twice. Okay. I've seen her destroy plenty of expensive dresses, jumping into the pool or spilling her own liquor. So I really don't think jumping she cared into the that- pool. <laughs> I'm sorry. This yeah. is the mother-in-law. Have you ever watched any movies about L.A. in the 80s and everyone's having like a Hollywood party out by the pool and then someone high on coke like jumps into the pool? Like that's that's what I'm picturing is like some dude in like a white linen suit jumping into the pool, except that it's a mother-in-law. Okay. um. (laughs) I have never jumped into a pool fully clothed. Well, neither have I. It's not something real people do. But apparently it's something this that we're not, you know, we're not filthy rich. Yeah. So anyway, this mother-in-law does this for fun. Okay. Um, okay. And then, so yeah, so she doesn't think, the caller doesn't think she really cared about the dress. And mm-hmm. then second, she was acting super cringe at my wedding, sitting okay. on her husband's lap, refusing to eat because she felt sick. Okay. And she kept doing this weird thing where she would either hold father-in-law's hands <laughs> and fall backwards or hug him and just go limp. Cool. Love that I move. I can't picture. Uh, I mean, I kind of, anyway. Yeah, like ragdoll. Yeah, yeah, ragdoll. Yeah. Um, you know, you he, know that move. Ragdoll move. I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he told her to stop doing the hand thing because she was going to fall. So she did it as hard as, and um, so she did it as hard and as sudden as possible. And guess what? She fell. Uh-huh. Now, I don't think the bridesmaid poured wine on her on purpose, but maybe she did. Who knows? Mother-in-law cried about the wine until father-in-law bribed her with food, though she was supposed to be nauseous, question mark. Okay. By the time they left, she was all smiley and happy. Now, a year later, she still brings it up occasionally. She is convinced I told the woman to do it. The other... The other night we had family dinner and her daughter asked her if she wanted wine and mother-in-law said she should pour it on me to avenge her. <laughs> I yelled exactly what it says in the title of this Am I the Asshole, which is, Am I the Asshole for telling my mother-in-law to shut the fuck up? No one poured wine on you because no one cares about you that much. <laughs> okay. So she shouted that, um, and her husband says uh, mother-in-law was joking and that I reacted too strongly. Uh, That's the end. (laughs) Am I the (laughs) asshole for shouting? For shouting, no one poured wine on her on purpose because no one cares about her that much. Um, No, you're you're not the (laughs) asshole. No, yeah, no, this is great. It's a lot. This this mother-in-law is is a lot. Um, You're entitled to be a lot right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally cool. Yeah. There's this thing that sometimes happens where there is somebody who is like overly dramatic in like a coked out ridiculous way. And Uh then you are not overly dramatic because you are not coked out and falling into pools. So then (laughs) you like let it go and let it go and let it go. And then then your reaction is like you scream and kind of break. And then it's been like pent up for like obviously a year. Right. Right. Yeah. 
and it's like a totally legitimate reaction but i i kind of feel like all of us who have relatives who are like coked up, um, going ragdoll and jumping into pools have to practice uh, like <laughs> matching, matching that behavior mm-hmm, mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than uh, screaming at a dinner. Yeah. But like you, you should have just been like pouring wine on her for the past year. Like you should have been doing that. Yeah. 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 Duh. The sweet Duh. move would have been to just like have a glass of red wine in your hand every single time mm-hmm. you interact mm-hmm. and just like constantly be tripping and pouring it on her. Oops. Oops. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Whoopsies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not again. Oh no. <laughs> I'm so clumsy. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I'm with you. I'm I'm not here to police your tone, but the unfortunate thing about holding your tongue for an entire year is you crack, and then a lot of times people aren't on your side when you crack. Because people hate excessive emotion, which is so lame, um, but they really don't like it. It sucks that we were made this way to mm-hmm. also like kind of avoid confrontation, bottle up our feelings, and then... Right let them spill over that we're we're designed that way and then we're also designed to like ignore people when mm-hmm. they do that mm-hmm. which i guess makes sense because it's like okay maybe this is out of proportion you let this bottle up and you spilled over i'm just going to breeze past it but also right. sometimes the grievances are real of, and legit yeah, and totally. yeah i mean i don't i don't imagine with a mother-in-law like this that there's like much room for growth or change yeah. like like you freaked out nothing will change the end. Yep. <laughs> the end. Okay, do you want to read me something? Yeah, hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you a uh, Dear Prudy. Good. Okay. My daughters have been phone banking, calling Arizona and Michigan and so on to get out the vote. Obviously, this is a little bit dated. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to do that, but I felt guilty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Uh Then I read an article in Slate. The article in Slate is linked here about (laughs) about Uh using the dating app Hinge to get out the vote. That Uh sounded like fun to me. So I set up an account. I figured there were very few people my age, about 70, on Hinge. So I used a pick that was 40 years old and pretended to be young, single, and child-free. My state was oh my also God. in the bag as far as electoral votes were concerned. So I decided to, quote unquote, live in another state. Anyways, oh you could so say. Good. So just to clarify right now, this is a 70-year-old woman, a mother of two or something, mm-hmm. who created a hinge file where she is 30, single, childless, and living in another state mm-hmm. to yep. like. To like. To get out the vote. Lightly hit on people so, and get and get out the vote. Yeah. yeah anyway, <laughs> you could say I was catfishing, but I figured it was for a good cause. Of no course, one yeah. would get hurt. Thus, mm-hmm. no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However. Mm. Mm-hmm. I found a match. Of course, he is much younger than I. Of course, because you've set your preferences to say you're 30. Of yeah. course, he is much younger than I am and lives in a different state. But we are politically similar and we have the same very niche hobby. I can't say the hobby because all my friends who read this column would immediately identify me. But as a false example, it's not that we both like to read biographies. It's more right. like we both like to make old art with encyclopedias. <laughs> Okay. Yep. So yep, we yep. share this unusual passion. Yep. Now, I want to tell him the truth and be friends, but I know that no one wants to be fooled. Is there any way to break the news that I am decades older than he is and not interested in dating that would not destroy this budding relationship? 
Yeah. I think if your political views are similar, I think if you tell them exactly why you did what you did, they would, if they get a kick out of it, they're your friend. If they don't get a kick out of it, fuck them. You know, like, and you know, and it's like, you didn't hurt them, really. You just lied. And now you're telling them the hilarious truth, I which is that could they'd be, be friend so of a 70-year-old. Oh, think I so? think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think what you're saying is terrific, but like... Th- they could definitely be hurt. Dating sites They could be disappointed, so... but they won't, like, that's different than violence or, like, abuse, you know? Fine, like, fine, fine. Be but dating, dating sites are, like, full of emotional manipulation. Like, <sighs> yeah. I, I feel like there is no place more, if you don't really put your guard up, dating yeah. sites can, like, really rile you to the oh, core. God. Yeah, because you have to, there's a lot of trust involved in the yes. whole thing, in dating anyway, and then moving dating to an online format. Yeah. Ugh, yikes. I just think it can be really triggering to be lied to in a space that's meant for dating. And so I just worry about that. Like, my yeah. tendency would be to, to sort of, like, cut ties with this, like, to suggest that this to mother... To just kind of ghost and, yep, like, to just let sort it of go. cut ties. But if that person engaged to come clean and see how it went. But I would have... I don't feel like that mother can engage assuming that anything... No, like, of course not. ...positive like, can come out of this. No, no, no. I think she needs to be like, hey, I need to come clean. I'm so, so, so sorry if I misled you. Here are the facts. And then just, like, <laughs> I am lay 70, out the facts. A you know? mother I am four. 70. I, <laughs> I joined Hinge to get out the vote. The mm-hmm. truth is I misrepresented myself in my profile in order to do so successfully. Mm-hmm. I have another idea. I have another idea, which is just more emotional manipulation and lies. Are you ready for it? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, I think ghost him on Hinge, but like you say you're in this niche Intr- like hobby what together? is it do you find, think well find him via some other message board some other like like you know some other way like try to figure out like where he gets oh the good God. stuff for that hobby go find him there and introduce yourself as a real person because listen where's this gonna go you're gonna have an online friendship with someone 40 years your <laughs> junior you know what i mean like you're not gonna have to come clean to them you just want someone to chat about your niche hobby with yeah and you found someone go find him on the other platform sure like, or find some other people with your niche hobby like i there, there might be there. more than two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there are definitely more than two. Yeah. If yeah, it's yeah. not reading biographies, but making art with old encyclopedias. I don't know. Sure. The making art with old encyclopedias also is... still feels it's collage. It's called collage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's wait, that's not, what I yeah. do. I mean, right. Like, yeah. That's my do. hobby. That's, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. Well, in this case, you are right. And I feel like my options still viable. It is totally so viable. I just want to sort of point out the degree to which online dating feels emotionally manipulative and the idea that you can come clean and someone might not be deeply disturbed and hurt. Um, This, yeah, 30-year-old might be like, I, th- oh, I in my yeah. mind, had thought, I'll meet this person one day and we'll go on a date. Right, and it'll yeah. be a romantic date. Um, yeah. And that just can be, yeah, it can be, like, hard to, uh, I don't know, come to terms with within yourself. Catfishing! There's a dude on uh, TikTok who I follow um, who is doing exactly that uh, on Grindr. Um, okay. He is, though he is not like misrepresenting himself. He is just going on Grinder and putting his uh, location as Georgia to try to persuade other mm-hmm. gay men to vote. Great, love it. Yeah, 
so you know people people are doing this this yeah. just this woman this doesn't disturb me whatsoever as a th- idea i know it's wrong oh, me, and i know I, it's this yeah. does not disturb me as an idea either this guy on grinder disturbs me none that people are like what are you up to tonight hot stuff and he's like looking up the propositions <laughs> like one that's a little bit of a mismanners or would you like one that takes place in Brookline? I want both. Okay, questions, great. But first the Brookline, I think. You got it. Okay, let's Does talk. it actually? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James in Brookline, Massachusetts. Do you know James? Have you met James? Is James the guy that I sent you his Instagram He picture? is. How did you stumble upon that guy? I told you the hashtag Wassily chair. I was looking, I was looking oh. for design inspiration for our Wassily chairs. And I was like, this guy, this guy is a lot. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. This question is from the New York Times' social cues column. Um, It's called Pushing the Limit. I was in the 12 items or less lane at a crowded supermarket. Mm. A A few spots ahead of me, a couple had a cart containing many more items than that. Yeah. The, the people behind them were annoyed and pointed out that they were over the limit. The couple's response? Since there were two of them, they were entitled to 24 items. <laughs> so is it 12 items per person or per cart? Asks James in Brookline, Massachusetts. <laughs> Your neighbor. Oh, my God. So um, this definitely happened at were you there? the Whole Foods in on like the Brighton Brookline border. border? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. You can picture it. There's no other supermarket that I can imagine that this went down in. Is, are these cu- <laughs> is this couple, are they lawyers? <laughs> are, they, um, are they Peloton law moms? No, no, not at that Whole Foods. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um they're wrong you do not unless you are paying separately yeah come on guys (laughs) come on the whole point is like every household like you're you're on the same errand you're going home to the same household like people want it snappy go to the longer line jesus how did that play out do you imagine after they said that just disbelief i think just they were probably stunned and said nothing back like that's what (laughs) i would do in the moment and then later i'd be like wait what the actual fuck and then i would like take to social cues and i'd vent you know because it was at the whole foods that is probably how it played out but we we have some family friends who moved to the pacific northwest for Mm -hmm. a while the Mm -hmm. wife is from Oregon they moved back to like the suburbs of Portland for a while the husband couldn't deal with the um I don't know what words he would use I think like he felt that there was like a passive aggressive politeness to everybody like he he would be no 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 by all means you go first oh no 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 oh no it's okay really no though go like there's a lot of Portlandia episodes yeah he would be talking he would talk about like being in the wrong lane and like trying to like cross through traffic to get into the left lane to turn and and people people were kind of like no you've chosen the wrong lane yep like your mistake is yours Alyssa that's what I do on a freeway if it's like the lane is closed and people like speedway i'm just like nope and i don't look them in the eye i'm just like you made this choice and you're gonna have to live with it so then anyways he they moved back they moved back and uh the like the first 
tale he told was being in in a supermarket in like a stop and shop in Boston yeah. and somebody getting into a fight in line because like somebody cut and he yeah. just like I imagine him falling to his knees like I'm home. Oh, thank God. Just being like just like kissing the dirty linoleum oh God, as that yeah. weird robot shopper. Do you guys have that on the West Coast? The like what? robot that comes Marty. I think his name is Marty. What? <laughs> Marty. He like comes and cleans spills bilingually. You don't have- <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, there's like a robot in Stop and Shop. And oh, we don't have Stop and Shops, for one thing. And then he like what comes the and if there's no. a spill, he like announces in Spanish to like, don't slip, watch watch out here. And then he announces in English that there's a spill and then someone comes and takes care of the spill. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Can I watch a YouTube video of Marty the robot real fast just for my own edification? This is this is a video from the New York Post, and the headline is, Is Marty the Grocery Store Robot Cool or Creepy? And there's a 40-second video. Here we go. I went on a date once to see Marty. Marty's tall. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so weird. What the hell? This is fucked up. Yeah, Marty. So anyhow, the point of this story was to say, I imagined that our family friends so happy that people had gotten into a fight about who was in line first. I mean, the land confrontation, thank God. Was like kissing the floor next to like a Marty who is just like cleaning up broken glass around him. Yep, just ignoring him, but very closely (laughs) like maneuvering and yeah. Anyhow, so... Yeah, these people are wrong. Uh I'm very annoyed if a fight didn't break out. It didn't. I promise you it did not. I'm trying to think about... Okay, so there's like this trend, which is that like supermarkets used to be a place where like it was a very democratic space because people Mm. from all class backgrounds came together at the supermarket. Mm -hmm. Now supermarkets are like targeted and niche, you know, just the way Mm -hmm. that everything is fucking like personally marketed to you. And I wonder if that leads to more or less confrontations. I feel like actually it might lead to more because you put all the super entitled people in the same place and Mm -hmm. they like literally can't take it when other people don't move out of their way. (laughs) But they're all the same person. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's possible there was a really big fight. I have one that I remembered finding several days ago let me read you another supermarket question Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from miss manners Mm. in these days of many new rules all our local local grocery stores now have one-way lanes being Mm. a highly obedient type naturally i follow the arrows although in the beginning i have to admit i didn't notice them when encountering a shopper coming toward me i have Mm -hmm. taken to saying oops you're going the wrong way on a one-way street which i thought sounded reasonable totally one one person said well i've decided Decided to make it a two-way street and another said yeah I know that <laughs> oh my god yeah I know that I have to admit that I reacted to that by saying oh I see you just don't care which she did not take well mm-hmm. I considered parking my cart in front of them and saying turn around in a loud voice but of course that is simply impossible for me to do what does Miss Manners say is the correct thing to do in correcting people who don't understand the new rules of today I mean, I honestly, like, I think it's kind of up to the store clerks to, like, Mm -hmm. correct people's behavior. Yeah. You know, I just, I think it's like, oh, it sucks. People at this store are really rude. I'm going to start going to another store is kind of, like, where you have to, you know. Yeah. No one put you in charge. You're not a hall monitor. No one gave you an orange vest. Like, you just kind of have to let it go. 
Yeah, you the, can ask people to turn around, and then when they respond to you like that, that's it. You know. Yeah, like, there's like the, this isn't a moment for you know aggressive confrontation. No. The other kind of tricky thing, or or a kind of interesting thing here, is like this person refers to themselves as a highly obedient type. Um, mm-hmm. I think it can sometimes be difficult, mm-hmm. as we've probably seen, to suss out which rules are. Yeah important to follow and which aren't and that not everybody is going to agree yeah there's especially since there's not a lot of guidance or clarity from up top like and everyone it just sort of feels like it's they're just taking their life in their own hands and everyone has strong feelings about the decisions they've had to come to because those decisions were tough so you're not going to change anyone's mind unfortunately right 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 i think this just sort of touches on like how difficult it can be to like suss out what rules are worth fighting for yep and oh it's just so particular to this moment because I really and how and how you take on that fight right 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 so maybe you need to talk to the store manager and just be like hey yep are are you enforcing this rule if you are like I'm you know I'd really love it if you did a better job Enforcing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have any other questions for you. Well, then let I me feel read you. Great about what? Oh, right, we have another I got one more shorty. Um, okay, it's very short. So here is one from the New York Times social cues. It started in department stores, and I've watched it spread to chain drugstores too. I'm oh, talking boy. about cashiers referring to customers as guests, as in, "May I help the next guest, please?" Mm-hmm. I am not a guest. I am a paying customer. Can we please make this stop? Or do I have to learn to live with it? Signed, Valerie in Brooklyn. You got to learn to live with it. That's what the New York (laughs) Times says too. But I kind of just want to be like, you're right. It is such a fucking scam. Like... (laughs) I like. I just. What's the point? They also like. Everyone's calling their their employees associates and like other shit. It's like no, they're workers. Like they are. Yeah. Workers. When did we go? We Ugh. refer to restaurant customers as guests. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel that has crossed well, the line? That's hospitality. That's fine. Yeah. I just think it's really disingenuous in places like the fucking Rite Aid or the Seven Eleven. You know, it's just like, yeah. come on, man. Like, I think the intention is actually not about customers' attitudes, but it's more about getting their employees to treat customers like when oh. you're a huge chain, right? You have to like have a certain set of values and principles and spread those out to your stores. Because, like, mm. you don't have upper management in these places that are big chains, right? Like, it's not yeah. the same as, like, owning your own store. So, like, there's been this, like, really big push in HR to, like, establish sort of, like, company culture in a way that's digestible and you can, like, spread it out through the chain. So you think it has very little to do with us, the guests? Yeah, I think it has everything to do with employees and with trying to control employees, like, emotional labor. Like, to okay. try to encourage them to be a little bit more, like, as though they work in hospitality. To get them to, like, mm. have better customer service on the ground. Do you think that's even more disingenuous? I guess that's what I'm saying, yeah, is I'm just like, listen, the person working at Rite Aid that is, like, checking out my stuff, like, probably makes minimum wage. Right. I don't need them to give me amazing customer service. Right, right, right. Well, here is my suggestion to this person. Like, don't you certainly are not going to take it on from the bottom. Like, if Mm. you would Mm. like to change the culture, (laughs) like, Uh you are going to have to. Get a job at Rite Aid. Get a job at Rite Aid. (laughs) Work your way Uh up the ladder. ladder. It's going to take you at least a year or two to even become, like, middle management. management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And slowly, after, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, five, ten years, mm-hmm. you'll be... On some senior team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you, you can, can st- bring it up. And you can, yeah, you can start to change hearts and minds directly. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like an exciting career path. For, I'm excited for you. I kind of love this <laughs> journey for them. Yeah, me too. And working your way up the corporate ladder uh-huh. is kind of miserable. It's so like, crushing. Right. It's like soul crushing. And we're like, okay, like we have this sort of financial drive behind it. But if you could add finance and, and this meaning, this like, yeah. motive, I just think that like it could, you're, it'll still be soul crushing. Don't yeah, get me wrong. But like, at least it's a crusade. And so like, you'll go to battle feeling righteous, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I Oof. think that's the only way to make capitalism work. Interesting. All right, well, call the Harvard Business Review and tell them your thoughts, you know? (laughs) Spread this out, spread these ideas out. Listeners, we asked for your opinions. Like, we, we asked you to engage with us on these questions, and some of you have. Um, we received this feedback on No Nut November. It's actually from um, show regular Busy Hemphill. Mm-hmm. Re No Nut November, I wonder if it's related to Movember, the mustache grow out thing. I know, I know Movember is related to prostate cancer awareness, so my guess is No Nut November is also somehow related. I mean, Busy. We like, looked this up. It's yeah. It's this not. is it's not. I I'm with you. This yeah. is immediately where yeah. my mind went. It was like if men are abstaining or altering their body in some way, it must be for a, a cause. Good cause. Yeah. This is not, not the case. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, like where your head's at, I just wanted to let you know that we really vetted this one deeply. I think we also got some feedback that people were really into the oyster smoothies and they thought about it for days. And I liked mm. that feedback also. That was very good feedback. I wonder if any of our listeners made an oyster smoothie <gasps> after hearing this, like after knowing this was a possibility. Let us know. You know? Yeah, let us know. Let it's us like know how you it did not know that you could. So this has been a joy. Thanks for having this conversation with me today. I feel like we touched a lot of important stuff. We did. I know. Grocery store etiquette is actually all I ever want to talk about. Great. We can do that. We can have more (laughs) of that content. Folks, listen out. Like, keep your ears peeled for um, an an episode that takes place entirely in Brookline. Only questions from Brookline. (laughs) I'm so excited for it. Oh, God, I can't wait. As always, you can find us online Mm -hmm. at dearsoandso.pizza. You can listen to new episodes there. You can write us some questions, give us some feedback, hit us with your opinions. You can also find us on Instagram at Dear So-and-So Podcast. That's right. And listeners, we have an exciting new way for you to contribute to the show. If you want to leave us a message with your questions, your comments, your just observations or whatever, um, we will play them on the show if you leave us a voicemail at daddog5078. That's daddog5078. We can't wait to hear from you. Our music is by our friend Busy Hemphill. And as always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Talk to you next week, Steph. Talk to you next week, Alyssa. Bye. Bye.
when I had my training at the coffee shop, mm-hmm. I had to watch this video that's COVID specific that was about identifying the signs of rage. <laughs> so SurfSafe made this video and it's like, hey, listen, um, your customers are like all in a very heightened state. Also, <laughs> customers are very prone to fight with each other. Some people are going to be like, hey, put your fucking mask on and they're not going to be very nice about it. And other people yep. are like, I don't need to wear a mask and fuck off. And like yes. the SurfSafe said a couple things. It said, um, just observe them for a minute because they might be able to work it out. Okay. And then if you see the signs of rage, and these are the signs of rage. <laughs> Tell me the like, signs of rage. Um, sweating forehead, chest puffed out, finger, hands clenched. I'm sorry that I'm laughing. Like this idea of like a, a 1990s style instructional oh, totally. yeah. video. Yeah, it was that style, but it was just made two months ago, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's like a PowerPoint with like bullets. Like, do you know the five signs of rage? Oh, my God. Yeah. So it said that. And then it was like, you might want to, you know, like you might want to intervene, but like, you know, try to keep something between you and the person showing the rage. And then also all the language, like the framing around it was like, but listen, don't worry. Like I was starting to get panicked because I wasn't sure. that panicky about working at the coffee shop and then watching this video I was like right, right. I just Until decided they were to like, work at a coffee shop in the let time me tell of you COVID-19 the signs of rage. Yeah, yeah exactly and so there and so at the end of the video serve safe is like well you know don't worry about it it's okay like the thing is you're a hospitality professional this is the kind of shit you do every day they were like do you work at Starbucks have you had hot coffee thrown in your face seven times this month You've, yeah you this already is fine. know <laughs> yeah 